I'm Chukudibara and you're listening to the Other Expats podcast, a show where we talk with expat people of color about their stories and experiences in Malaysia. If this is your first episode, welcome. Uh, this is a brand new second season of the podcast and this is our very first episode. Our guest this episode is Tatiana Shugina. She's from Siberia, Russia and teaches English in Kuala Lumpur. She also recently completed her book um, titled The Dream Too Far, Educating Refugees in Malaysia, uh, to help um, increase awareness about the plight of refugees in the country. We met up with her to hear her story and what inspired the book. Um, my name is Tanya. I was born in Russia, in Siberia. So at the, I think at the age of 17, I decided that I don't belong there. Like, I just wanted to go some places and see how things are outside. So my first experience actually living abroad was UK. So I'm, I went to experience that life. And the main purpose why I went to UK was actually learning English. And it was like something that has really changed me a lot. So and then I decided that I don't, I don't really think like I don't really think like I can live in Russia anymore because like my my mentality somehow has changed and so on. So, and then when I was like 18 years old, I decided to study Chinese. So I took my degree uh, in Chinese. So basically I was like learning Chinese in two countries, in Russia and in China at the same time. So you took, you took an actual degree in Chinese? Yes. Oh, okay. So my first degree is uh, in Mandarin. All right. I'm Oriental, an Orientalist. Which means, like, I took Oriental studies in China, in Chinese, so all about China, the Chinese culture, and so on. It was very exciting experience for me. Uh, and then from there, I just one day decided to come to Malaysia. So I discovered this place was so, you know, interesting for me. It was so welcoming. It's so warm. Like, I mean, people, culture, food, and but the way I came to Malaysia, it was more likely as a tourist. So I basically didn't understand the whole. Um, beauty in it so it only came with some years me living in Malaysia I realized how beautiful this country is actually so and then um, in Malaysia I had my son yeah so um, my son is uh, three years old right now and he is mixed so he is half Russian and half African Oh, okay. <laughs> with Africa is a huge continent like yep. where where in Africa uh, Nigeria Oh, okay, all right, all right. So, and then he was born in Malaysia, but mm. he is considered as a Russian citizen. All right. Mm. So he is my everything. Like he's my whole <laughs> entire universe. So I basically live for him. So me watching him, you know, growing up, and he's still a toddler though, but mm. seeing him, you know, growing, I just discovered something that education basically means a lot. And mm. I was 
very concerned about educational system in Malaysia, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And so this idea took me somewhere. At first, I uh, enrolled in university as a master's student mm -hmm. to understand how the education system works here. And then on my final year, I figured that um, there are no any educational policy or any educational opportunities for refugees. So, so many refugees are coming from Myanmar and we call them Rohingya refugees. Yeah. So they don't have any opportunities here and they are not welcomed in Malaysia. So yeah. which is making the whole situation very difficult for them. Mm. So, and then I felt like, how can I be a change for them? So I took a deep like thought. I, I just was thinking about it a lot. And then I took a leap towards um, understanding and how to basically provide them that education. And then uh, my supervisor was by my side and we have come up with an idea to actually write a book about this. So this was an idea to write a book about them, for them, what can we do, how can we change, what actually can be implemented. So the idea was to propose um, some sort of network for them because most of those uh, refugees, they might not have a shelter, but they have smartphones. So like adults, they can connect easily to some softwares and they can knowledge from there. And for children, there are some kind of centers where they have, pro they provide like um, just very basic facilities. I mean, like storytelling, sometimes volunteer teachers come once in a while and read the stories for them. So, and then I expanded that idea and we compile it all in the book. If you're listening, um, the book is called The Dream Too Far, Educating Refugees in Malaysia. Um, when did the book come out? When did you um, release the book? Uh, we released the book in September. Last year? Le this year, September. Oh, okay. So oh, that's it's just re recent. It, it just recent, oh, yes. Right. So, and then so far I sold like about 25 copies. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> so, a well, good it's start. a start. It's yeah. a start, yes. So, we are trying to push it and just, I think the mostly the aim of this book is to awaken the compassion from people to basically contribute to, to education because I think education is everything nowadays it's a, and somehow the system does not provide any opportunities for them and I do sincerely believe that maybe this maybe Rohingya boy or girl could be the person who can find a cure for cancer so I can I can see that the, the talent can be found anywhere so I don't think that system should be narrowing candidates based on their financial abilities, you know what I'm saying? So. Uh, but um, I still had reservations, like how much difference can a book make? So what we are doing right now, it's mostly like a charity campaign. Mm. So uh, to involve people to do a donation is really a difficult thing. But to tell them that um, the book that you're going to purchase and all the money that you are spending on this book is fully going for their funding. And I'm talking about like simple facilities like desks and then the, the, the chairs, stationery, books mm. and so on. So uh, if they don't feel like reading that book, that's fine. Mm. But can still, they can still do like a charity. But if one day they will open that book and read, they will feel in their heart that they basically spend their money on something really good because it's a, such a heartbreaking story. 
and going from center to center and seeing all this kind of um, people with traumatic past and experiences and they have been chased out from their country because of their religion mm. and it's so it's really heartbreaking so I'm sure a person who will find the five minutes to go through like few pages of it will feel somehow they would want to move and do something for them all right yeah that's it's that's really inspiring though that you actually took the time to do this like a lot of people see this, these cases and they just like walk past like yeah it doesn't affect me so yeah let's just let it go yes. but you actually went and did something and actually even wrote a book about it apart from inspiring her to write a book um how has the rest of the experience in Malaysia been? Um, at first, when I came here, I was feeling like a tourist, as I said. So I was more attracted to um, shopping malls and all of the variety of places, you know, like clubs and restaurants and so on. But then I realized that the person that came to Malaysia, which is me, and now we are like two different people, I figured that the cultural aspect of the country is more attracting. Like, I really like, if you ask me, my favorite place in, in the whole KL will be Brickfields. This is a, such a beautiful place with a diverse culture. You can find like Hindu temples and Buddhist Laos temples, Nepalese temples, and all of these places are like full of cultural thing that we you, you might not find anywhere. Yeah, I mean, true. it's so beautiful and colorful and it's just some places are so natural mm. so you feel like you are home to be honest and at the same in some places you will find lots of people from Africa mm. they have their own beautiful culture their food is amazing and the music as well so mm. you will just feel like you are part of this community as well mm. and then people who like um, Asian Chinese and all this kind of culture they will find something beautiful in it as well so, which is, uh, yes, I, I feel I'm more into uh, exploring the nature, exploring the places. Exploring nature and exploring places outdoors is something we are kind of familiar with at other expats. At least we try to um, go out every weekend, go hiking. Uh, but at this point, I realized that I was kind of stuck because apparently I'm not the best at having conversations. <laughs> oh man. Okay, now I am kind of stumped. <laughs> I, because I talk too much. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's that's actually good. I like, I like it. I like that you covered like everything. Like, um, uh, but usually, I have a structure, and this is still kind of newish. Newish meaning it's the first episode of the new season where we're supposed to be having more conversations and less interviews uh, but we'll get the hang of it um anyways um what do you miss about home i feel i i miss my family if i could like have an opportunity to bring me to bring them around me and take them around me uh, that would be a great thing but i do understand that some people they like to 
live where they were born. Mm. So I am I'm not considering myself as a person who likes to settle down, buy a house, get a properties and cars and possessions. So I find myself uh, peaceful and calm as long as I'm feeling comfortable, like mm. which means Malaysia could be a home for me. Maybe mm. next year we'll go to Bali and Bali will be a home for me as well. So whenever I go and I feel comfortable there, this is home. All right. So because somehow um, we are all divided by territories yeah. and politics and so on. So it actually divides us a lot and it's so unnecessary, I guess, because we are all born in this planet. So you can find yourself comfortable everywhere, anywhere. Yeah, that's true. Um, and that's something that um, expats especially um, face. Like, um, after, especially after they've lived somewhere for a while, they tend to um, become conflicted. Like, um, is this home now or is where I am actually from home? Or um, is it okay for me to call this place home and stuff yes, like that? Right, yeah. right. And this works for um, many people. Uh, but the question you still end up asking is... Does it work for you? Um, yeah, I, that I am not sure of. I kind of like it here as well. Like, um, But I don't know if this is home or if I should be calling this home. Because it's... I don't feel like I'm settled here well enough to call it home. Yes, yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know what it's like for, for you. Do you feel like it's you are settled here enough to call it home? Um, settled in senses that um, living my whole life here, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I, I would prefer to move, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. So, thank you. Thank you. I would prefer to move some other place because I think I've had like a lot. I've taken a lot from this country. I mean, energetically and culturally, I opened myself in many ways. So I think it's time to actually move somewhere and explore some other places. Right. But something is telling me that I would not be able like to learn more. I think I will just pass on the message more. Right. Because I don't think that there are so many like countries that have this diverse culture as Malaysia. All right. Uh, what's, what's, what do you see has been your favorite thing about being here about since you've been here though? The favorite for me, I think, would be the nature. Nature is so magical here, really, especially you the islands. All right. Redang Island is amazing, Perhentian is amazing. Yeah. That's the only place where you can basically touch like a water turtle, a sea yeah. turtle, <laughs> a feed that and, you know, feel like you are part of it. It's something, um, it's something very um, beautiful and it's not that well exposed to people All so right. if you will go to the island you will feel like there are not so many people it's not that crowded All right. so it's not like a tourist attraction it's mm. somehow an attraction but it's it, it has like less people than you yeah. expect P maybe people are just not attracted to stuff like that maybe mm, maybe okay. yes so which is making it more beautiful all right true because <laughs> at the end of the day um if if it gets too crowded, then people, they just ruin it for everyone. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. So ecotourism, I think, should be the future. Mm. All right. Um, that, that's, I kind of get the vibe that you travel a lot around the country. Um, you've, what states have you been to? 
Mm, we went to Ipoh. I think I'm basically uh, traveling not because of me, because of my son. Oh, okay. I want him to see so many things. All right, all right. And uh, we went to uh, Sekan Chang, Selangor States. Mm. Um, the most, I think, for me, the, the greatest experience like I've, I've had, it was last month when we went to watch um, Fireflies. Okay. Um, that's it's, it's, a, it's a Selangor State. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a park where they actually protect fireflies. Fireflies, yeah. So if you take a, a boat ride mm. around, you'll see how God is actually so beautiful to create all these right. small <laughs> e e creatures and then yeah. their sparkle and so on. They can easily just sit in your palm yeah. and you can see them and it's, it's just so beautiful. It was the first time for me seeing fireflies. So for me, it oh, was like, okay. wow, <laughs> it's a big deal. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, as kids, we were always intrigued by fireflies, um, but they became more meh as we grew older and had more problems to think about. Uh, but fireflies were always a common sight in Nigeria growing up, so I was never really interested in visiting the park um, to see more fireflies because they are not kind of new or anything. I didn't really get that like i've i've seen okay not really been there but um i used to work for a publishing company that kind of we wrote about um the park um, and the protected fireflies yes and i kind of didn't see the big deal because back home we have like fireflies are everywhere i see okay like they're not nobody then protects you are them. so they're just lucky like everywhere like if it rains uh, yes. at night um fireflies are just everywhere flying randomly oh. and um, at first, I didn't get the whole point about, okay, why are you protecting these ones? Uh, <laughs> but I, I get that, okay, it's not as common as it is back home. So They're about to instinct. Yeah. That's why they're protecting And them. it's possible it's a, it's a different species, especially even. So yes. I'm not 100% sure about that. But yeah, initially I used to feel like, um, why? Like, there's, they're usually everywhere. They just fly around. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, it's really beautiful though if you it's see them at night. Yeah. Another place which is so beautiful is Bukit Melavati, oh where yeah. you can mm -hmm. feed the monkeys. Oh yeah. Uh, they have different types, like brown and black, and black <laughs> can just like sit all over you, and you can just feed them. And the most beautiful part about this is not really that commercialized, mm. which means they are in their own natural. Uh, environment, right. yes, mm -hmm. and they are feeling comfortable. So right. no one is torching them, mm. or everything is just fine. You feel right. you feel comfortable around that area. And okay. watching a sunset also at the top of the mountain over there, we're surrounded with monkeys, is something incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> oh, so you are you are clearly a nature person. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, what would you recommend? Nature. Um, outing. Would you recommend to someone who's like visiting here for the first time? For the first time. Yeah. Or even expats who have been here for a while um, who want to get into exploring the outdoors, what, what would you recommend? I think maybe the, um, maybe it could be like so random, like so common, like right. Cameron Highlands. Okay. I think it's such a beautiful place mm -hmm. with this tea plantation and strawberry farm, butterfly right. parks and so on. And then uh, mini zoos. When It's just so interesting to see how people are maintaining all of this environment mm. and you can see how Malaysia is have this kind of balance 
between this, uh, you know, technology and the movement to this yeah. urbanized world, world, and at the same time they're maintaining the ecosystem yeah. here. Yeah, I think it's something really amazing. Yeah, I think th this is the second time someone has mentioned this, like um, how you can go to KL City and you see right beside the towers, metal um, glass towers. You yes. see like the um, kampongs, the culture and the ethnic groups all. Like um, the future and the past living, like side, exactly, side by yes. side, um, which is kind of impressive as well. Yes. Yeah. In the middle of KL, you can find like a peaceful place where you can meditate and pray, All right. and then you can have like a very go good vegetarian meal and just go and just go back to the world. And then you'll take a train and see office buildings and banks and so <laughs> on. It's amazing, right? Yeah, it is. It is. I'm not. 100% sure how unique this is, but I do love um, how KLCT has all the ethnicity, the culture and the kampongs, which are the villages, um, side by side with all the steel and glass high rises. Uh, but that's um, about uh, KL and Malaysia. Um, back to Datena. What's a typical day like for you? Wow, that's such a question. I think my job is very interesting. <laughs> I see all kind of stuff. What, what, what do you teach though? I teach English. Oh, okay. Uh, so I teach in the center, which is in the heart of KLCC, which is in the heart of Kuala Lumpur. Mm -hmm. And uh, mostly my students are from countries like Saudi Arabia, oh, okay. Afghanistan, Iran, and so on. Mostly Middle East. But we do have students from Korea, Japan. So you can imagine what my class looks like. <laughs> so there are so many people and they are uh, very interesting. So I am teaching them and I'm learning from them as well. Right. There could be such a motivation for me. So my typical day would be like um, sending my kid to kindergarten, right. taking a train, I'm reading a book in the train. Obviously, like I'm a, I'm a book hugger. I'm always <laughs> reading something. So, and then my class starts at 10 a.m. sharp, and I see all my students, they're coming with lots of questions about Malaysia, mm -hmm. about grammar, about things, and then we laugh a lot mm -hmm. because they are very open, and then at the same time, they have such a good sense of humor. Right. So, basically, my working place feels like, like, like we are family. All right. Uh, so and then um, it's good to show them stuff as well like in Malaysia like adventurous places and so on we like have lots of activities together okay. and we learn like um, I learn they learn I mean I learn from them like how about their culture and okay. I teach them what I know in English okay. so and then I teach full day and then in the evening I am just always going home knowing that I've been helpful All right. so that makes me really happy Oh, that's really good. Um, you you mentioned um, um, you're always reading. Like, what what are you reading currently right now? Uh, I just finished reading a book about uh, life of Pi. Maybe oh, okay. you heard about that story. Yeah, there's the movie as well. Yeah. Uh, yes, the movie is yeah. also out. Um, it's such a beautiful. It's actually this book that changed my life. To be honest. Oh, really? I am such an emotional person, so I take <laughs> things very personally. So this is the book that um, about the abandoned boat mm. with the tiger and the boy. Yeah. And the interesting part about this is that this boy actually doesn't have a specific religion. So mm. he believes that God is one. So he can pray to the Ganesh, he can pray to Allah, and he can pray to Jesus mm. uh, at the same time. Which really, like, I was so puzzled in the beginning, like, how come? 
After reading that book, I actually have realized lots of things. So I would recommend so many people to read this book and watch yeah. the movie. It's it's really incredible. What? How about you? Um, what do you think about religion? Uh, are you on his side? I believe in God for sure, right. and I was born as a Christian right. and Christian Orthodox. So of course Jesus is my savior, <laughs> but I do believe right. in Lord Ganesha as well, right. and I believe in uh, I believe in I, I accept everything. I mean, like I can I can pray I can pray same I think same as this boy uh, somehow. So because I on a side I also practice Kundalini Yoga. It's some sort of religion as well as you right. can say. And um, I don't think that is really that bad. So this would be like an inspiration for my second book. Oh, eh? Because I would like to like interweave all these religions into one and propose that it's actually okay to practice this and that as long as you are feeling comfortable with this and you feel that you are doing a good thing. All right. I, I think that's what a lot of, or not a lot of people, like some people... Um, I kind of get the feeling that people are getting um, less um, religious and more spiritual these days. Um, like they don't depend on a particular religion. Um, they just believe in a higher power and kind of all the religions are kind of merging somehow. Uh, yes. Eventually it looks like that's where we are going to end up like in the future. Yes. And um, we'll just have um, one spiritual um, center that's what everyone believes in um, is that going to be a good thing though I'm not sure I think there's nothing bad in it really? God is one I believe in this so we have different messengers and we have a son of God we have different gods but all it's come from one so if we can find a refuge in any of these things really? I think it's it's really good um, I, I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. No, no, no it's, <laughs> it's it's it kind of makes sense because um, if you also consider that uh, some of all the religious fightings um, based on extremism, and if there's just one religion, then there's less to fight about. Yes, I think. Yes, yes, mm. yes. You're right. You're right. No, actually, and religion divided us mm. into groups and societies. True. Do you know how you feel really good when you go to Buddhist temple and people are welcoming you? They will bless you with their holy water and right. they put they will do they will do things for you. They'll teach you how to meditate. I mean, they're just open for people and this is really great. I've I've never actually been to a Buddhist temple. Okay, maybe I should try that. Put I that should take you there. Put that on my list of things to do there. <laughs> spend time with my son and uh, if we don't go out we usually buy the pool he swims a lot I take him to football classes like just a really simple football for kids and uh, we practice yoga I mean I'm practicing yoga and he's just around me that's all that's that's my day I'm just uh, resting and getting my energy back yeah, you don't watch a lot of um, shows, TV shows, movies. I do watch. I watch like I'm a watcher. <laughs> <laughs> I watch everything. I mean, I'm so interested about so many things. The one uh, series that I would recommend maybe would be The Good Doctor. 
The what? The good doctor. Okay. It's, it's about a surgeon who has autism. And he is really struggling with the daily life and he really wants to be a doctor. He does a lot of things. And then um, it's really inspiring. Maybe your listeners can check it out. Oh, yeah, you can check it out. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Mm, what else am I watching? Um, I'm a Harry Potter fan. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes I have like Harry Potter marathon. Oh, okay. And uh, I'm watching right now at the Circle Stone. Oh, okay. I started watching yesterday. I haven't finished. <laughs> I think I will come home today and I'll continue <laughs> watching. <laughs> all right, all right. That's that's good though. Um, if you had one um, advice for um, expats who intend to come to Malaysia or who are already in Malaysia, what, what would that be though? I would um, recommend to make some local friends. Right. I mean from um, different ethnical groups. Right. So they can take you around and show you things that yeah. lots of us expats do not know. Yeah. And um, just be open try new things don't be scared to eat from uh, local restaurants there is not no no one will die <laughs> it's really amazing and sometimes it will be more delicious than in the most expensive restaurant yeah. and it's so beautiful to just be open just accept what comes to you and learn from this and it's going to be the most incredible experience so it can last for like a year or even a few years so maybe just a few months Tatiana mentioned earlier about writing a second book, um, so I asked um, when we should be expecting the new one. Um, I would like to take a journey to India first. I'd like to stay like a week in a Kundalini Yoga temple where they practice Kundalini Yoga because I am still seeking for lots of knowledge. I need to learn in order I put it in a book. And um, I think Malaysia is like Islamic country, so I get lots of about Islam here. And I am I was born a Christian, so I would like to uh, like draw a certain um, how would I put it like line between among these three and just come up with one. So I need to experience basically all of these three in order to understand what's going on. And but it's going to be a very peaceful book. It's going to be so I mean beautiful. I feel. Um, I don't know. <laughs> but if you think if it's the it's the feeling that goes into the book that eventually makes the book. So if you think it's going to be peaceful, then I think yes, that's what it's going it's to gonna be. It's going to be peaceful, I am sure, and I will try to interview as many people as possible because, yeah. like, this, this is where mm. you get the knowledge yeah. from. So I hope it's going to happen. But it's not going to be. It's going to be non-academic book because my first book is mostly academic this one will be more on a personal uh, evaluation and personal emotions and something that i have been going through to put it into one maybe it will be like a novel or something all right thank you for agreeing to do this and thank you so much uh, if you want to have book your book is available on amazon right yes. um where else uh, it's always with me. Oh, okay, <laughs> I mean, so yeah. You can contact <laughs> yeah, you can just contact her and get a copy of the book. This um, episode of the Other Experts podcast was produced by Reward Inc. Studios. Our music was by Sierra Leone Refugee All Stars, Chakere Kayembe, Gui Frog, and Bukina Electric. You can get our podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, um, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, 
and don't forget to subscribe and um, leave us a review on any of those platforms um, you let us know where and how we can create better content for you on to the next one uh, thanks for listening cheerio shit who says cheerio <laughs>